0: How's it going, everybody Gabriel Santiago here this is the speaking of harmony podcast and this is episode 25 well first of all thank you so much for everybody who came down to the uh, live uh, stream I did yesterday I'm gonna link the video here so you can watch if you haven't uh, so far and I'm gonna be doing this these things um, weekly as I said before and thank you so much for being part of it and interacting and sending questions Right? Don't hesitate to ask me anything. You know, leave in the comments in these episodes. And now it's a pleasure to be interacting with you guys. Uh, I've been featuring a lot of episodes with questions that you uh, posed in the comments. So it gives me a nice chance to kind of look into things you guys are interested in, and, and so we can talk about it. Right? Before we go into the uh, subject of today's for the sound, can I have idea what it is? Um, don't forget to subscribe to the channel activate the little bell thing notifications and this is all my social media stuff uh, give it a thumbs up in the video if you can, it helps a lot and don't forget to sign up for the mailing list, the link is here in the video description alright, the subject of today is fourth, right, fourth, this four, quarto kind of language, right uh, some people have been asking me uh, in comments to talk a little bit about that because it's something that we hear a lot, you know, especially in jazz uh, language and I'm going to talk a little bit about that Right, I think it's important to distinguish a few things from um, that might cause some confusions. So, right, uh, we have uh, a quartal harmony, right? It's one thing, and then we have quartal voicings, right? I'd like to separate both uh, those because they are different kind of outlooks into a similar subject, right? So when I talk about quartal harmony, I'm talking about organizing the musical layers right in such a way that I'm not tied to a tertian harmony anymore, right? Meaning for those who don't know that yet, um, you know we used to organize things in stack thirds, the harmony that we play, right? You have right, you have C, E, G, so all thirds, intervals of thirds, right? That's kind of how our harmony revolves around just you know, pairing thirds and creating the scores, right? So we talk about quartal harmony it's kind of reorganizing that, but now in intervals of fourth, right? So instead of having something like this, right? We have something like this. Pair fourth, right? Stacked fourth intervals, right? That's what chordal harmony. And then dealing with the composition with that, right? It's a different language. And, you know, since the early 20th century, composers use that a lot. And are you know a great amount of pieces they're wonderful using this language you know I'll, I'll have, leave one here described on the comments um, on the description of the video it's a term that I really really like a piece by the great German composer Paul Hindemith right this is from a cycle of uh, six uh, short songs for choir uh, It's just like called uh, six chansons right I'm, I'm bad with French right but the the song that I'm featuring the piece is the number two which is I think in French is unseen I don't know French that much but it means a swan right that's what this piece this movement sort of is about I'm gonna link that here in the comments it's a beautiful piece and it's all it mostly quartal harmony right stuff like you know uh, it's all kind of built into this beautiful um, quartal harmony right that's that. I hope you like because I really like this piece and for choir. Paul That's polyhymet. That's quartal harmony, right? But what we're talking about here today that most people really kind of attracted to is what I call the quartal voicings, right? What is that? Well, quartal voicings, I would say, is just taking that concept of text fourth and using fourth chords, but within a tonal context, right? Like a diatonic kind of tertian kind of universe, right? But instead of voicing the chords as triads, you know, like we do, right, we use fourth intervals, but we keep the same kind of, uni- we, 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 we kind of like working on the same universe, you know, like regular diatonic harmony, or sometimes non-diatonic as well, but we're not using quarto harmony, where melodies, and fourth, and stuff like that, right, Um. so what you can do, that's like the separation that I like to make, right, and in jazz, is is really used like you know it's been for you know many many decades already a bunch of great musicians have you know messed around with that and it's kind of like part of like a language now when you play um improvise and and stuff like that especially pianists, um you kind of use that on your left hand to give a nice little twist in the comping of the chords so instead of being comping like a normal diatonic kind of you know introduce this fourth kind of sounds right That work really well so one guy that really kind of made it really famous is great pianist McCoy Tyner who unfortunately passed away not long ago and he was like a master of doing this kind of stuff right um, I have here a link that uh, you can see like a performance of him playing with Joe Coltrane the great Joe Coltrane playing Eastern Impressions, and uh, Coltrane's Impression, and he's playing in his solos, and you can see in his left hand the whole quartal kind of voicings that he's doing, mm-hmm. along with a lot of pentatonics on, on his song, which is also a trademark of, of his, right? But just in a practical sense here, when you talk about introducing quartal voicings into, like, you know, your diatonic kind of harmony, what you do is, let's say, let's put C, uh, you know, as our scale or mode whatever right so if I'm in C major and I want to do a of voicing you'll be like this C F and then F B right so if I keep doing this the whole scale will sound like this right? right right that's the sound of me Harmonizing C major using fourth intervals, right? If I take instead of C on the bottom, if I put C on the top, it sounds really cool too, which is what most people use. So, be something like this, right? Using one string, so you can do, right? So, I can use that and apply this kind of voicings to any kind of tonal context or diatonic harmony, whatever. So I can use that in C, let's say if I'm in C. Right? If I'm playing in C major, I can voice things something like this, you know, like... How it sounds very particular. I in C, right? But if I'm in C major, I can go to let's say. gets a nice like sus4 kind of sound see so i can kind of go around the key of c major and use all these degrees and put those voices there because it's all part of c major right and of course d minor which is the most famous one to like a second degree minor chord, which gives you that nice kind of like Dorian kind of sound that this famous like McCoy-Tiner. Right? So that's a, a cool way to harmonize things using this voicings. It just kind of gets a nice... Uh, a nice... Uh, color right from what you used to do I'm like going again doing that thing with the audio because I have a little thing here to play with at the end and I don't want to screw that up so another thing that we can do with that kind of expanding upon that fourth kind of voicing is that there's another like an extra voicing that was introduced long ago which became famous that people even call the name of the tune in the Miles Davis famous recording and his song so what right Bill Evans played the song and introduced these nice voicings, you know, the, what became uh, known as the famous So What chords, right? Which basically is just the fourth intervals kind of voicing, but with a third on top. Well, because the song So What is. So, see? Fourth with a third on top. Third on top. Became known as So What Chords, right? So it's just playing the voicings of fourth with a third on top. With that, you can kind of go chromatic and. Right? So McCoy Tiny used this a lot, and all these pianists, and kind of like, it's like a lineage of great musicians that play this kind of language. In the McCoy Tyner kind of you know path, you have you know him, and then you have you know uh, Kenny Kirkland, the great, uh, the late Kenny Kirkland, and Joe Calderazzo is also a great example of how to use this voicings, right? And you know this is it. This is like the fourth voicings, as as you you call. Just introducing this type of comping uh, where you grouping chords in fourths instead of in thirds, but it's still kind of within the tonal, uh, right? A tonal system in a way, you know just dealing with harmony as you would in tertian harmony right you're not really doing like quartal harmony where these functions don't exist anymore and there's like a solo different universe right you can bring some of that sound into this universe and that's what these guy's do, right so I'm gonna play a little bit here to just like a drum track so I can play some you know jazzy lines whatever so I'll be trying to comp here using this so a D minor ish kind of sound using this stuff Dorian type of sounds, and then we're gonna use the fourth voicings, and then doing the the so what suit to the third, and then sawing using a lot of like pentatonics, something that McCoy Tyner used to do a lot, right? So that's kind of what this is. And I hope you like what you hear. And before I go, don't forget to subscribe to the channel, activate the little bell the notification. This is all my social media stuff and don't forget to sign up for the mail list and i see you in the next one let's figure out this drum track here so i can play together with it there we go should start right away one two one two three five Thank you.